Everybody, welcome to the Freecast for November 16th, 2016. Hey, it's my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Uh, she's 28 years old again, is, is what she told me. Happy uh, birthday, Matt's mom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, my dad's been 29 for my whole life. Uh, that's what he's always told me. So she must be 28 because she's a year younger. So, um, anyways, um, I'm joined this week. Hey, the boys are back in town. We have uh, Vincent Hoy and Ricky Williams are both here. What up? And. Um, this is the three cast. Obviously, we are uh, we review things uh, most often movies. Uh, every once in a while, we'll come up with a comic book, and then sometimes Ricky will throw in a TV show. And like in two weeks, he has like five or six <laughs> movies and and a TV show. Um, I don't even know what the hell's going on there. Like, you do realize we have jobs, right, Ricky? I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying. Come on, you guys can do it. All right. All right. Anyways, this week. It was Vince's choice, Suicide Squad, and if you knew nothing about this movie going in, don't hold the title against it, I guess. Um, it's not about people committing suicide, really. Um, Vince, why don't you tell us what the movie's about? So the premise is basically uh, it's the group of uh, villains typically found in the uh, Mar- uh, sorry, in the DC comic universe, um, and uh, these are all like B-list uh, villains, typically, like they're sidekicks of the main villains, like, you know, you got Harley Quinn as a sidekick to Joker, uh, you got like... Uh, Rick Flag and um, you know Captain Boomerang, all these kind of sub villains that like for the Flash and all these other people that you wouldn't really care about. But um, as part of a uh, larger scale um, operation, in light of again, this was what was interesting about the movie is that it comes off the heels of the uh, Spider, sorry, the Superman versus Batman, where and certainly off after the Superman incident, where at the end of that movie, there's a huge exe- you know execution of you know these alien terrorists coming onto the planet, but um, lots of destruction, right? And that's it certainly prompts uh, the Batman resurgence and Batman vs Superman, but obviously the governments of the world are really aware of this, and they don't know how to control these uh, superhuman people. So as a result, they decide to fight fire with fire by giving um, extra probation on basically uh, villains that would have had life sentences, um, and they create the Suicide Squad, a team that basically, if they get caught, uh, the government can deny any plausible, um, you know, uh, culpability of any of their actions. So um, it's pretty much headlined. It made a lot of hoopla uh, with uh, uh, Harley Quinn, played by um, the girl. Robbie Margot. Yeah, Margot Robbie or whatever. Or Margot Robbie. Yeah. Forward, whatever. So, um, and and of course, there's a cameo of Toronto. Yay! Uh, Right by where I work, actually, which is funny. Well, there's there's tons, too. Down in the subway, they did some shooting. Yeah, exactly. Too. Well, um, I, like I know that Ricky's got a soapbox, and I, I kind of knew that I was like, a, I was kind of baiting the guy to, to like say something. But I just wanted to make a couple of things about this. Um, you know, when it first came out, everyone before it came out, everyone was so hyped about it. They were like, "Oh man, it's so cool!" There's like, uh, you know, Batman and Joker are gonna be in this. It's gonna be really cool. There's a big deal made out of the Joker, specifically about um, uh, Jared Leto. Um, you know, kind of the way he takes on that kind of method acting, where he under, undertakes that persona. Long story short, though, uh, it, it, a lot of people did not uh, buy into the hype when it came out. Um, it, it unfortunately fell flat in the theaters. It was very poorly received by uh, the by the critics and fans alike, which is rather surprising given its success at the Comic Con uh, with with its earlier tra- uh, trailer releases. Um, personally, I found that uh, it was it's again one of those really ambitious titles where it's trying to put so many stories and threads. Again, these guys aren't like. Batman or Superman where like there's a kind of thread of people understanding the story that you know Batman is like a guy that got orphaned by crime 
or that Superman is a guy that is trying to find humanity even though he's an alien and he's got superpowers. I mean, those are kind of universal things that we understand with those superheroes. However, when you get Su Suicide Squad, there is such a preoccupation at the outset with explaining the reason why they create this team as well as the individual backstories that probably about maybe halfway through the movie, that's when the actual plot really starts coming together. And I think that, um, you know, they, they do a fairly, a fairly decent job of trying to make you empathize with some of the characters, specifically Will Smith's Deadshot character, which incidentally, Ricky, uh, you know DC better than I do, but I always thought Deadshot was a white guy. I don't know Daisy better than you. Um, but he is in, like on the TV show. He is played by a white guy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's probably a white guy. But um, Will Smith, I mean, you well. know, you know how it is in in the movies, right? They they it's not canon to the comics. Dude, so. I just watched I watched Cap, uh, you know, Doctor Strange, and I still can't get over that they not only changed the ancient one from an old old Chinese dude. Uh, to a to a white person, but also to a white woman who happens there to be you go. six feet five inches tall or something. I've actually I've actually met her once in Toronto, and she's like super <laughs> tall, man. Anyways, so uh, there was a, like this had a really great potential. There was great acting uh, capacity. Like Jared Leto, I mean, a lot of his movies are pretty good. Uh, Margot Robbie, uh, specifically with The Wolf of Wall Street, kind of convincing. Um, you know, they had some really uh, interesting uh, depictions of, like, you know, you empathize with criminals. Like, I mean, the, the guy that played uh, Diablo, I don't know who the actor was, but you kind of empathize with him, uh, this guy that had uh, pyrotechnic skills. Um, but, man, there was some bad acting conditions. Like, I mean, the model, whatever her name was, the one with the one eyebrow, oh, yeah, man. Carla, Cara Delevingne or whatever. whatever. That was bad acting, and I don't know how they let her get cast. Is she really that hot? I don't see it. Um, but I don't, I don't get why they gave her that role because acting as like a villainous, not so much. Acting as like the kind of um, you know archaeologist that decides not to wear very much clothing, really bad. Not an archaeologist. What, what, what was she? What was she? Well, she's supposed to be, but I'm gonna talk about that later. Yeah, but but okay. So, like I said before, the plot itself made had really great potential. The acting had great potential. Hell, I even liked the music. It was it was actually pretty bumping music. I liked the throwback to a lot of the old classic rock songs. And, you know, they if you saw the trailer, oh, my God, the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer, you remember that one? They timed out every single cut so, like, the bullets timed with the beats of the drums. Everything was really good. But then when the movie came out, it was, like, kind of broken. And, then, like, I, I don't, you know, I, I think we're fair to say spoilers and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we announced which movie it is. If you didn't watch it, then fuck you. Okay, so, so I, I think that um, it kind of got a little bit janky towards the end. I mean, uh, it, it had to end the way it did um, where, you know, the, the some of the – obviously, it's called Suicide Squad. So a couple of those guys had to die, right? And I felt bad for the uh, – I don't know who that the, – the, the, the noose guy. <laughs> oh, Slipknot. Slipknot shows up for like all oh, like two minutes, and he's like, yeah, he's, he's going to die. He's going to die. You know that. Um and then when Diablo kind of sacrificed himself, you knew that kind of redemption was going to be there. But, man, um, I couldn't help but wonder, like, how did they script the ending where it's like, if Margot Robbie is supposed to be, like, the complete psycho and Joker is supposed to be complete psycho as well, I, I found that her redemption issues at the end didn't make sense. And if you read the comics, and I know that they're supposed to be different universes, I understand that, but... The, the kind of psychology of the Joker is that he really doesn't care if... Yeah, I brought, that, I, I brought that up too, same thing. 
Yeah, so like the whole premise of the end and him coming through like, you know, basically a war zone to save her. Well, all along he does it, right? Even yeah. in the helicopter, like it's... It's really off the deep end because it throws yeah. things out of whack a little bit. Um, and you know what? To, to, to be fair too, I, I got to say that in Suicide Squad in the comics, when they save the world, they don't just get like 10 years off of a life sentence. Like they get significant, like they get a life sentence removed, right? But... Um, th- this was so strange where I still didn't understand the compulsion of them to go, yeah, we're going to obey because the, 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 the setup is, is no longer there. The, um, you know, Waller gets busted. Um, and, you know, I think they're, they're I'm not sure if the, has the DVD come out yet? I don't think so, no. Because I know that... I don't think the you sent us as any, any, uh... Okay. <laughs> and it's terrible. Well, yeah, in Korea, you never know. Um, <laughs> But but the uh, when the when the I suspect when the disc comes out because there was a lot of hype when they were filming again they filmed a lot of the stuff in Toronto so Matt so that's why we know a lot about the rumors right but there were lots of discussions about scenes more scenes with Batman specifically confronting uh, Waller about uh, you know the the lady that's in charge of the Suicide Squad program um, about uh, just you know being more humane and uh, you know even though they're criminals that they're people too which was a kind of interesting scenario. But they cut it all out. So it ends really cold. And I'm not sure if it's opening the door for sequels. I know that Martin Robbie has actually expressed that they they possibly will be doing just a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, I heard that too. I'm not so sure about an overall Suicide Squad because if you look at the the budget, it's kind of like the Avengers, right? It's supposed to be like a comparison. Again, obviously it's not going to be like Justice League versus Avengers, but it was DC's first foray into kind of doing a team-based movie with their new reboots on the universe. Unfortunately, it fell flat because they tried to be premature. They tried to shove so much stuff in, and they used B-list characters. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy. The only reason Guardians of the Galaxy was able to come out was because they had successes with the earlier Marvel comic franchises, and they could take a chance. At this point, with all the backlash of Superman, the, the backlash with um, you know the whole issue of uh, Batman versus Superman, I'm not sure which came first, but they... DC should have actually been a little bit more cautious. They should have like let a little bit more sink in with these characters so that you could actually empathize and understand like there are these B-list bad guys that actually do play a role in the universe. And unfortunately, they tried to force it down so fast that at the end of the day, you got nothing. And yeah, that, but... a lot of fan reaction was like, look, man, you gave me a good intro, but that normie guy would get that and they'd appreciate it. At the same time, the normie guys are like, I don't get why would I empathize with a psycho? Or I don't get why would I empathize with this guy that I've seen for like, all like five minutes of screen time and I'm supposed to believe that he's a hero? It doesn't make sense. So on two accounts, the fan base as well as the general population, it really wasn't very successful. That's my call. What, yeah. what are you I giving this one? Made the budget, though, so... I'm going to give this one probably a 4 out of 10, and I think that's being a little bit harsh, but I think it's also because it, uh, DC should be punished for trying to force that stuff down. Yeah, they should. All right, so I agree with everything you had to say, Vince. Um, it, like, Marvel did a good job of going through. They did... The individual films first, like they, you know, they did Iron Man, they did the Hulk, they did all those things, mm-hmm. right? Um, that way, you got to know not only the backstory, but you got to feel for the characters, and not only the characters, but the the actors too. Like, so that that's the reason why the Hulk had a, such a hard time, because you know Edward Norton didn't want to do a second film, so they just kind of abandoned that franchise altogether until the the um event, the first Avengers film, right? Yeah. Um, y- they allowed the audience to get invested into the character. So I, I won't go any more on that. I have four, maybe five problems with the film. Um, first, Will Smith. Um, 
he was very much Will Smith in this movie, um, in that he's Will Smith in every movie. Um, mm. I, maybe it's just that I don't like Will Smith, so the, I went into this film knowing that Will Smith was in here, and I just, I, I, I guess it just lowered my expectations so much that, you know, he met them. You know, I just he was just too Will Smith for me, I guess. Um, the, the, they tried some humor uh, to go along with the whole insanity of Harley Quinn, and a lot of that just fell flat for me. It just wasn't funny. Um, I don't know whether it was the writing or if it was the delivery, and I just don't care for the actress or not, but. Um, it, it just, it wasn't, I guess maybe it was because we just watched a few, uh, weeks ago, uh, Deadpool and that was just so funny. Um, mm -hmm. what, what humor was in this movie, uh, it just didn't work for me. Um, and I think they really had a hard time cause this is the first time we've seen the, the Joker, correct me if I'm wrong, since, uh, Heath Ledger, right? Yep. And I mean, everybody kind of freaked out because Heath Ledger did such a good Joker, um, especially compared to previous Jokers. Um, this one kind of was a was a backslide for me. Uh, Jared Leto just yeah. he was a, a very typical Joker from this whole from the whole thing. I mean, back, back from the first Batman you, you ever watched, it was from the from the acting to the to the makeup. It was very. They didn't break out of any boxes at all in terms of the Joker. Um, it was very, very much what you would expect from the Joker. Whereas why Heath Ledger's Joker was so successful was because it was a, you know, the the the, the makeup was different, the acting was, you know, a little bit more altered than what you would expect. Um, so um, I didn't care as much for the music as you did, uh, Vince. And I think that mostly is just because I'm, it was just kind of all over the place for me. Um, I mean, it was kind of a mixture of things, and I would like the, it to have been a little bit more consistent. Um, there was one other thing that I wanted to say. Oh, um, this really doesn't have anything to do with the movie. I think the reason, real reason why I didn't care for this movie is because um, I'm not so high on villains. Um, I've never really cared. So, all right, so Vince, you're going to kill me for this. Uh -oh. um, and this is probably going to show my uh, comic book naivete. Um, uh oh. Is it going to be an art thing? <laughs> I'm, uh, so, my thing is, I've always. I don't like the Batman universe villains as much as I like uh, the Superman universe villains. Okay. Um, I don't like, don't get me wrong. I still like Batman, but the I don't like Superman. Um, I've just never cared as much for the villains in that universe. And I, I guess I can't really, um, I don't really know why. I this is more of a me problem. I think it's just something gets in my head where I, I enjoy the, because obviously, all right. So in the Batman universe, it's all these are all—they're all like humans, right? They don't have um, real superpowers. They're, they're like Bruce Wayne; he's just a, a rich guy who has some special training, um, for the most part. Uh, there might be some offsides that I that I don't know about. Um, but whereas in the like Superman, they have like superpowers. Um, so maybe that's the reason why I like the villains there. I'm not—I don't think so, but maybe that's just where you know my subconscious is where it's going. Um, I think that's part part of the thing here is that I I've never cared very much for Harley Quinn. Um, that and I, I think the interpretation uh, in some of the things that I've read at least is all over the place, right? So I mean, in some she's like in this where she's just like totally batshit crazy, um, and in others she's still crazy, but she's you know 
there's some sanity there and, and there's a reason for it, right? Um, and, and maybe that just didn't come through in my one watching of the film. Um, and, and then I think, like I said, a lot of her delivery on uh, some of the craziness just kind of fell flat for me. So um, I would give this um, a 1.5 out of 5. Um, yeah, I really didn't care for it at all. Um, and and I, I think I'm subtracting a whole point just because Will Smith was in the movie. Um, that's just me. I don't like him. I've never cared for him all the way from like, like so I, like, I, like fresh, no, no, fresh Prince of Bel-Air days, guys. Like this was, what, 25 years ago when he was, I mean, was on, you were like not even born, dude. <laughs> what, in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Bel-Air? Like in the 90s. So I you. was born in the 80s, man. Thank you very much. I'm not like 10. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, plus, they still show that um, that those episodes on like Nick at Night or some shit. It's, it's crazy. Like, and the guy who played um, like his um, cousin or whatever. Well, oh, no, no, oh, the, the, the barrel. Yeah, yeah. He he does America's Funniest Home Videos now. <laughs> Yeah, he, he took over. Um, uh, well, so it went from Bob Saget to somebody else, and then uh, to Tom Bergeron, okay. and now he does it. And he's just God. He is not funny. I don't know. It's terrible. Um, only in America could we laugh at a guy getting hit in the balls with a rake. Um, it's just us. All right. Anyway, so Ricky, you have. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go through this fast to try and fit into this little time. Um, so here's the thing. So I was kind of excited to watch this because we're coming off B versus S. Um, and for B versus S, for me, the the movie really got going in the second half. Like the first half, I found that I really wasn't into it. Like if, I, if I'm checking my phone and I don't care to look back at the movie, that's a problem. Okay, so I'm going to jump into this. Um, so I made some personal observations of things um, from my, you know, and then I made some general observations as well. Um, so writer-director was David Ayer, um, who actually did some movies that I really love. So I'm surprised at this movie. Um, you know, he did U571, love it. Training Day, love it. Fast and Furious, obviously, you know, I love it. SWAT, love it. Um, the movie, I'm actually glad to say, did make its budget and more because it was a $175 million estimate and they uh, grossed already $325 million, which is double. So that's good. And it might be, you know, I, I know a lot of critics ripped it, but the thing is Marvel needs competition from DC, right? Um, so you can't go around saying, well, DC sucks. They should just stop or whatever, like... Without the competition, Marvel's not going to get any better. Um, so anyways, jumping into it, a um, couple of, you know, this is just my thing. Um, I hate Amanda Waller. I hated her in the comics, and I was, you know, glad, sad, surprised to see that I hated the character in the movie. Um, I felt that there needed to be more background on the Enchantress because she's the main villain, but they don't show anything about previously on Earth. Like, we don't know where she came from, why she was worshipped, which civilization worshipped her, how did they defeat her and her brother, nothing, right? Um, 
Now, for me, it's funny because I'm the opposite of, of Matt. I loved Will Smith, and I loved um, Jared Leto. I think Deadshot and Joker, honestly, are the only reason the movie is enjoyable. Like, without those two characters, the movie would have been a flop for me, um, as far as I can see. Um, you can tell that they really um, shone, uh, had the spotlight um, on Deadshot because they used a lot of the beginning on the background of his character, trying to get you to show empathy because of his love for his daughter. And that's time I felt that they should have actually used on the Enchantress. They should have started off with her at like right from the start. And that would have given you something so you understand her character, why she has all these powers, blah, blah, blah. Um, Killer Croc, I felt throughout the entire movie, he was so overlooked. I couldn't understand why he was even there. It was like his character was in the comics, so they put it in. I think they had so many characters. They had Deadshot, Harlequin, Diablo, um, you know, uh, Captain Boomerang, Killer Croc. They just sort of put the spotlight on Joker, Deadshot, and Harlequin. And the others were just like, like Captain Boomerang, his whole premise uh, purpose for him being there was to show Flash because they wanted to get you hyped for Justice League. But they didn't do a good job of it. Exactly. Um, do you guys think that the reason why they made such a spotlight on Will Smith's character was because they paid him so much? Like, they figured, well, we're paying him so, so much money, we might as well use him a, a well, lot. Either that or they just found that his acting was a standout, so they gave him the spotlight. Or maybe they're just using him for his name because he's going to draw people. Billing. Um, so anyways, let me get through because I still got a lot to go. Um, I felt like they glossed over a, a bunch of things. And I, I, can, I can think that their mentality was that a lot of the people going to see this are mainstream people. They're not going to care. But what they need to understand is that that might be true, but the ones who are going to go to see this three, four times and give you real revenue are going to be the DC diehards. Um, like, for instance, Diablo's a fire dude. So you saw when they opened up this thing, he was let out with all the water. How comes when Waller and uh, Flag was talking to him, there was no water there? What's up with that? Um, you know, they, they tell you that June Moon was an archaeologist. She wasn't an archaeologist. She was a Tomb Raider. Like, no fucking archaeologist is going to break the little statue thing. Archaeologists are all about preserving shit. They're not going to go and pick the thing. Oh, this is cool. Let me break the head off. Like, they're not going to break fucking Tutankhamun's head off and say, oh, you know, well, I just wanted to see what was inside this mummified wrapping. Like, stupid. Um, you know, it, it was all because they wanted her to be above the criminal. So they had to give her something. Oh, she's an archaeologist. So you feel empathy for her character because... Basically, she is this archaeologist who's just being held hostage by this, like, soul, you know, whatever. Um, okay, so I'm going to jump into my pros. Love the rundown of each character. I did like how they did it, like how they had the graphics. They 
They listed their name, why they're, you know, what they're infamous for before the background started. I like that it was a fun movie if you compare it to most of the other movies like B versus S, very dark, um, you know, all the other movies and stuff. Um, I like that they concentrated on Deadshot and Joker because I thought that their characters actually made the movie more enjoyable. Um, I like that they included Joker in the storyline. Um, I thought Jer uh, Leto did a good job because the thing for me is a lot of people love Heath Ledger's Joker. It's iconic, especially because he died afterwards. So you can't do something similar. So I think they tried to modernize him. That's why he's got the gold chains. He's got all the weapons. He's got all the tattoos. Um, so I think they tried to do something different. And speaking personally, I did like his interpretation. I didn't like every single thing, but overall, I did like it. Um, I like their nods um, to um, Harley Quinn, like her original costume. Um, there was when she took it out of the trunk. There was one scene when she was with um, the Joker. She was in the costume already. Um, now, my cons, which are much more than the pros, and that's the reason why I thought they could have done a lot better with the movie because I have so many cons compared to pros. Unrealistic use of technology. How the fuck did they wire the dude a million dollars in like two seconds? Next, why would the guy threaten an assassin who he's paying a million dollars because he knows he's the best assassin in the world. Obviously, he can come kill you in your sleep and no one even knows. What well, that That's just dumb. Um, I didn't like the representation of Joker and Harley Quinn's relationship. I know they shied away from the comic book kind of thing because they didn't want that abuse in it. But the thing is, the way they portrayed it is stupid because Joker... He doesn't revere Harley. He doesn't think she's a badass. He doesn't love her and, and want her to be with him all the time. So that was just stupid, unrealistic. Like, and the thing I didn't also like is the way they made um, Harley Quinn so... They went with the whole insanity, but her whole thing was just... It was basically she was a sexual like whatever she's insane and, and she's hot and whatever the thing is like she's a woman on the all guys crew she should have been a badass like they showed her fighting a lot blowing people's head off but the thing is that all gets overshadowed because 90 percent of the time she's bending over in short shorts she's acting like an idiot and and the whole thing with the backstory of her being a psychiatrist but she falls for joker like so easily that that was stupid. Um, how how did Joker attack a Wayne Enterprises division, but Batman doesn't show up? He's at the fucking corner store when it gets robbed like this, but the dude breaks into his own facility and he doesn't show up. Like, the, okay, right. Um, like the the whole thing was really stupid about the whole plot of it was why they decided to make Enchantress threat to be world, global. Like, they should have done it where she's threatening local. I think would have been good if she threatened Gotham, 
because that would have brought Joker in against her because Joker wants to be the one that either rules Gotham or destroys Gotham. So it would have been like, who the fuck are you to try and break down my city, right? So you would have had him going up against her separate from Suicide Squad, and it would have kind of made more sense where the squad could have got a jump on her because she's supposed to be so freaking powerful. Like, it just made no sense that this group could have done that. Um, the helicopter scene, that was just ridiculous. It was so anticlimactic. What was the point of it? They all walked out, oh, I'm okay, no scratches. So what was the point of showing that shit? Um, I just thought they should have given more backstory to Harlequin. They should have showed her being Harleen Quinzel more, Joker trying harder to corrupt her. Like, they made that just too easy. Um, then the stupidest thing I thought was when um, Deadshot was in the room with Waller and Flag. Flag already deactivated this shit. Exactly. Why did he not kill her? Like, it makes no sense why he wouldn't kill her. What's Flag going to do? Like, honestly, that was... Right on, buddy. <laughs> I know, it was so Girl, stupid. Like, come on. He's like, not come on. Flag's had, Flag's had an in for Waller too, man. Like, that's the thing I don't get. Yeah, it was so stupid. Um, another stupid thing was Diablo saying, oh, this is this is my family. I'm, I'm lost one. I'm not... He was with them all of what? Like, half a day? Like, come on. He's a criminal and stuff. Like, you know, like, I understand he had, like, a sort of, like, a, because Will Smith, all along, you could see their connection between the two. He pushed him to use his fire in the building. He, like, said, you know, if you don't stand for shit, you're not shit. So you could, you could sort of see with him, like, seeing that and saying, you know what, homie, I heard what you said, I'm going to do this. You know, this is my chance. But saying, oh, I'm not going to lose my family, like, come on. That, that was morning. stupid. Um, <laughs> and the whole thing, um, I thought it was kind of smart that they took his power out of the equation because he could have been a definite um, threat to the – because he, like, that was hardcore. Um, so I'll just drop it, my thought of it, and then my rating – so I thought it was entertaining. I did watch it twice. I wouldn't watch, mind watching it again, which was is my whole thing. When I watched it, there's only two things I, I, I looked for. Was I entertained? Would I watch it again? I did like seeing the comic book characters being brought to the screen. Um, like I said, I, I, do like, I do want DC to do good shit. My thing is, if you look at their shows, I think DC superhero shows like The Flash, The Arrow, are the best on TV. Um, why don't they tap those writers? Like The Flash, one of the, the writers is Geoff Johns, who is uh, president of DC. And he also writes The Flash. He writes comics. Um, why wouldn't they tap that? Like, I, I don't understand why they would go to David Ayer Instead of going to someone, you know what I mean? I think if they had someone that had the comic book, they could see into it. I just feel even if they had someone like helping in the supporting role, not just the writer or the, the director straight up front. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I just think that's stupid or one of the other producers of the shows. Um, but overall, I'd give it seven out of ten. Um, for the reason, like I said, I would watch it again. 
Um, and if I would watch a movie again, it, it's enjoyable to me. Good job, Ricky. All right. Um, so let's move on to the picks of the week. Um, uh, Ricky, why don't you go first? Uh, okay. We haven't heard enough from you tonight, so why don't you keep going? <laughs> All right. Let me let me check my show notes because I wrote it down, and of course I forgot what I wrote down. Oh, the Apple iPad Pro keyboard fanboy um, fanboy <laughs> <laughs> hooks up to the um, to the whatever that port on the iPads are called the little three dot thingy. Um, I like it. It's totally on the pros. It's really just badass. You can do key combinations. It really does help it make it feel like um, something more substantial than a tablet. Um, I'm not going to say a laptop replacement for some people I know could be. For me, it wasn't. But for someone who you know, does a lot of writing. I could definitely see how you could sit down at a coffee shop or somewhere and just really get to writing on this thing. Okay, Vince, you have a um, yep. pick for it? Okay. Um, I got, uh, it's it's called the Hamido Mini. It's basically, just give me a sec. I got it right here. I got it, just give me a sec. Um, basically, for those of you guys that do VR, okay, all you do, look at this, man. Oculus Rift ain't got nothing on this for 20 bucks. Put that in front of your phone. It straps onto the phone. All my kids at Ryerson, we use this because we are the first school to inculcate virtual reality from first year all the way to fourth year. We uh, do it, and instead of making our kids shell out lots of money to buy VR sets, we do this. We got it down, man, and it's a decent experience. It's better than the Google Cardboard because you don't make it look like a pizza box. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, and it, it's nice and easy. Uh, and man, when I can just walk into a room and just go, you want to see it in VR? Just hand them that over. I give them my phone. It's amazing. It's twenty bucks. It's an easy get for VR. It works for every other thing. Um, and uh, like this, man, compared to like these clunky Google cardboards that I got, or like an Oculus Rift set or something, it, it is the best bang for your buck, man. Go for it. Yeah. You don't even have, yeah, to have is, a, is there software that comes with it, or is tons it? Of, there's tons of different packages that do VR, but all it's doing is it's doing the stereographic thing where it's like doing the two projection things. Yeah, yeah. For the, the software I use is Ulio VR. It plugs into basically Revit, Studio, Rhino, any program, and it generates it, and you're cool. So it's it, that, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. It's great, man. Nice. All right, so. I was going to have uh, my uh, a recommendation for a music service this week because Spotify is terrible. What? Um, right, sorry. So small rant. Small rant. It's going to take two minutes. Uh, Spotify is terrible because their software has gone down the tube. On the desktop, it's they have started for some reason they had a bug where it just wrote a tremendous amount of data to the hard drive, um, and and they have fixed it. Um, but they, then they introduced new bugs. And that's what's been happening for the last six to eight, eight months. Just every time they, they they have a bug, they fix it, and then there's new bugs. On and the bug where they had malware ads, that one was yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I, I don't care about ads because I pay for it, so I don't get ads. So I, that, that one didn't hit me. But on the, on, on the mobile side, uh, one, one of the things I hate the most about it is that they util- so they utilize um, Android's possibility of using the uh, play back forward control lock screen and the notification uh, pull down. Um, the problem with Spotify is they don't work like hardly at all. I mean, they crash all the time. The app crashes all the time. So um, I've been using Spotify for like a year and a half now. I mean, I was switching back and forth all the time when 
you know, this stuff first came out, I was like trying to figure out what it was. Um, but then I was like, Spotify is where my playlists are. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, because of all these damn bugs, I just, I, I just can't do it anymore. So I've been, you know, I tried three different ones today. Um, you know, I've tried, my next one's Deezer. I looked at Tidal. Um, so far, Apple Music is the one that I'm, I've used the most today. Um, but the app on Android, the app on Android is, oh, God, awful. What is wrong with you, Apple? You used to be able to do software. You can't do software worth a shit anymore. Uh, uh, I tried Microsoft's Groove, which is what took, app, took over for Zune. Mm-hmm. And I was actually fairly impressed by it, except for it, it apparently runs on Azure, Azure or whatever the hell Microsoft's infrastructure as a service is. Mm-hmm. And it just sits there and buffs like I was running on freaking dial-up. It's terrible. <laughs> um, uh, and I tried Amazon Music Unlimited, which is the um, – it was, it was surprisingly me- mediocre. Um, I thought being Amazon, it would be uh-huh. pretty good, but it just wasn't very good. I mean, so what's good about the music things is the selection is pretty much standard now. Pretty much every service has all the songs that you could want. I mean, unless your music t- tastes are like, you know, we're way out there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, n- next time we come on, I will have a pick of what I'm, on what I set up for. So just to... Uh, Go kind of standard of one I'm going to pick. I'm choosing LastPass. LastPass updated their service this week. It used to be if you wanted to sync your LastPass, which is a password manager uh, um, software, if you wanted to sync it between devices, so like your PC and your phone or your tablet or whatever, you had to get subscribed to their pro service, which was like $8 a month or something like that. And I just wouldn't do that. I'm not going to pay for it. Um, I don't care. <laughs> I guess I just don't care that much. I'll just use the same password everywhere, which is... For an IT guy, is like <laughs> the faux pas. I mean, literally, freaking IT. Heresy. That you have to use heretic. strong passwords. But I just don't have the memory for it. But when I, when I was an Apple guy, I would be able to use one password. But the problem with one password is you have to buy that fucker for every single every, platform. Yeah. And it, it's too damn expensive. So now that LastPass is updated so that you can sync for free, you don't have to pay for it. It's like, it's a no brainer. Use LastPass, it's awesome. Uh, 100% free syncing. Um, I don't even know why they bother having a pro thing anymore. I don't know why you buy it. I don't. I don't know. What, I don't what you get. I don't care. Um, free syncing, <laughs> awesome. Uh, and now I can go through and use awesome passwords so nobody can log into my Facebook account and post things about Donald Trump. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. So um, we started early. We're ending early. That's how you do it, people. You would think that after. Six years of freaking podcasting, we would have had it down, and finally, at least for one episode, we do. If you <laughs> hey, want to get it kind takes of, time, it takes time to learn. <laughs> Six years, we're ahead of the curve. <laughs> All right. Well, well see, the, the problem is Vince here. He's the genius among us, and he's, <laughs> he he doesn't. Uh, he's the professor. He doesn't do actually the like the recording or anything or the scheduling. He just you know he, he, just, show up, come, he just comes in and. and Proves the Ricky and I are idiots. Um, <laughs> so Ricky and I started, it and um, they just we're just really, really slow learners, um, very slow learners. Um, as evidenced by that one time we did a video game podcast, and it was like four and a half hours long. Uh, <laughs> uh, we really need to do that again. That was fun. Uh, anyways, uh, if you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, I'm at MTWV. Ricky is Ricky underscore Williams one. Vince is V W H U I. The three cast is at the three cast. I don't tweak shit from that account. Um, just because who the hell wants multiple Twitter accounts? It's like having multiple Gmail accounts, which I do have, which is 
uh, you would think that uh, no more rants, no more rants. Follow us. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the three cast. Uh, and we will be back. Uh, I think next week, uh, we're going to talk about that in, uh, in a minute mm-hmm. off the air. Um, and when we do come back, it'll be the game. We're going to, uh, I found a way for us to do a Jeopardy style game where I don't actually have to do any of the work. So, and it will allow, it should, it should allow all three of us to play. So I like, I don't have to play a host while you guys do the contestant thing. So all three of us should be able to play. Um, I don't know what the topics are going to be. It's probably gonna be like random trivia, but who cares? It'll just be some fun. Um, after that, Ricky has some hot mess. Yeah, I don't know what how Ricky is. We, 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 we might keep pushing Ricky off. The no. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we will be back next time. See ya. Mm-hmm. What up?